another episode of relaxing with coffee the teacher's guide to sanity in the ela classroom i'm bridget Bedrola, and i'm rebecca decker and we are here to discuss mentor text in the classroom or a mentor text in the classroom for writing purposes yeah so a couple weeks ago we were talking college essays that's where this sort of or, yeah, originated. Yes. And people were looking for help about different ways to attack the college essay so it's not the same old, same old. And we started talking about how we use John Green's book. I know the, I'm going to say it wrong now. The Anthropocene Reviewed. Um, and we use it in different ways independently in our classrooms, but you use it to sort of help them with their college essays. I do. I just think... All the kids know John Green, which really helps in this process. Because as soon as you read the introduction, you know immediately that it is him. You hear his voice. It is true. It is authentic. It is clear. Um, And kind of the formatting of all of his essays take on this style that is very easy to emulate. Which is something you really try to push in the college essay. Like, your voice has to be... Authentic. Authentic. And yours and identifiable and easy to figure out. Yes, but also different at the same time. So I think that's where this book comes in handy because every essay in the book is on a different relatable topic that the kids can look at and kind of morph for their own purposes if they need to. So it's if you've almost, never read the book, if you've never read the book. Yes, go ahead. It is a series of essays, all written by John Green. And each essay starts with a singular topic. So for example, one of my favorites, Googling Strangers. Yes. That's my favorite one. But there's Diet Dr. Pepper. There's Super Mario Kart. The Notes app. Monopoly, the Hall of Presidents, Disney World. So there are all these very like generic-ish items, objects, ideas. That is the title of each essay, and that object acts as a symbol or a metaphor for the bigger human picture. So it's this essay that is bookended with the idea of Diet Dr Pepper. And then in the middle of it, give sort of the story as to how you got to the moment or lesson or idea or human experience that involves Diet Dr. Pepper. Yes. So it's really great because it helps to teach them like circular reasoning. 100%. Also how to infuse background on a topic as well. Because he does like for Dr. Pepper or for the Hall of Presidents, he gives you background on where that product you know was created what that product is you know (laughs) how long the hall of presidents has been there so it's just that idea of circulating around and it's like a connected human experience so i think it helps to show them a like how to use a symbol in your writing yes or like like a metaphor, metaphor maybe. an extended. You, yes, it's all extended, extended metaphor. metaphors. How to use a metaphor in your writing? How to begin and end with the same idea? How to kind of start in the middle and then flash back and bring us back forward? They're great examples to because if you tell a high school kid to do that, they there's no way. No, and this so when they read it, they 
And like I have them read it and pull apart and look at the structure first. So you look at the structure, then you look at the words, then you look at the tone and how they all build together to create this really great essay because they are all in and of themselves really great just solid pieces of writing yes I mean you could use these essays in a regular classroom to teach tone to teach extended metaphors I mean to teach so many different narrative writing standards besides the college essay yes because we use them differently I'll use them kind of as a basis for the college essay just so they write something different and then at the they do it in the beginning of the year they do this in the beginning of the year my juniors and then at the end of the year when they're writing their college essays I tell them they can use bits and pieces or maybe you know shorten what it is that they wrote for this emulation but I also use it in my creative writing class as a memoir like I help them to write their memoirs using this as well because it is thinking about a portion or a snippet of their life. And so instead of writing the whole autobiography or their biography, it's just related to one moment or thing, object, song, place, whatever it might be. I think one of the mistakes we make as teachers, ELA teachers, and I'm just as guilty of this, I'm sure you are, I'm sure Joe is, we tell them to do something and we expect that they know how to do it because yes. we know how to do it. So we just think, oh, we'll just make an extended metaphor. And they truly don't under, they're not ELA people. They're not no. ELA brained people. So, no, and we've always had this conversation. Like, you either are born a writer or you are not. You can be trained to become an Correct. excellent writer, but writing is one of those things where, like, the really, brilliant writers I guess I should say are usually the ones right that they were going to be brilliant writers from the moment they were born but for the ones who aren't they need an example they need a mentor text they need I tell my kids the only way to be a better writer is to look at examples of good writing yes and emulating is not cheating it's not stealing it's not copying it's using the great things of this and incorporating it into it's just the same as giving them a template 100%. 100%. Like, here's your template. Right. Yep. Here's your outline. Here's your template. This is what it needs to look like. Yep. And jo- these are, even with mentor text, these, these essays are challenging for these kids to yes. write. They really are. Like, I use it, I teach the um, college class in the high school, and I use this. They One of their papers has to be, like, a reflection. personal reflection. And at the college level, it's a reflection of their first year as a college student. Obviously, I can't do that, and I can't do that. And I got tired of, like, tell me what you learned in high school. Like, I just got tired of that How have your four years been? Right. So now I give them – we do one together. Then I kind of break them up, and I give everybody different ones, and they kind of share what they read. And then I have them create their own about anything. I tell them I would love for it to be about high school if you can make that work. Or just an aspect of high school. An aspect of high school. But if you can't, whatever. Like, I just, this is what I want you to emulate. This style of a personal reflection. And my kids struggle. It is not easy for them at all. But it is by far the best piece of writing. I originally found this on an AP Facebook page. So it was an AP teacher out there who recommended using this and picking a few of the essays and emulating. And so that's what we did. And we've just kind of morphed and picked out. Well, I stole it from you 100%. The favorite, the favorite ones that we had in here. 
but but like Rebecca said, it just it isn't easy. It's not. So they have to push themselves and they have to keep kind of going back to it as well, which really does make it more personal and more reflective, but also more true in the fact that like they really have to think about what it is that they want to say and how they're going to say it. So it's also thoughtful writing at the same time. I mean, I think for a college essay, it's such a, not necessarily for them to use it, but even just to practice like narrative writing, it would be great to use. I mean, I know Joe isn't on today, but one of the things he does is he has them write snippets of every single prompt. I'm sure you do something very similar, but they like start writing every college essay prompt, but you always have that, like do what you want prompt. And this would be really nice to include in that, even if it's just like practice of good writing. Right. Right. Yeah. Just writing, just strictly writing writing practice. Right. I mean, for, if you're somebody who does journaling, I think this book would be invaluable. Even just to take paragraphs out of, out of the different essays and just mimic that for imagery Mm -hmm. and vivid language and even just extended metaphor in general in like you know regular language arts practice what are your favorites mm, super mario kart's one of mine um super mario kart's one of my favorites because he's using the and i I, i'm not a mario kart like that sorry nintendo i'm not the biggest mario kart fan but it's the idea of the power-ups that he talks about in there so when you get to like you know your speed and you get a power-up and you get a boost like are we given power-ups in life so if we're given certain advantages at certain times do we get that boost because of the advantages we're given and i think it's just a very interesting way to that is like compare a video game and playing a video game to life as a whole but it's also heartfelt he talks about when he played it when he was in college and as a kid and now he plays it with his children and again it's that circular and cyclical idea of everything yeah. just coming around my favorite's googling strangers i that love one that makes one me cry every time um it's the idea really of like literally that like meeting somebody and then doing like an fbi investigation on the internet and finding out what you can about them but sort of like bringing it back to the idea of it being who you are, like your inability to make connections or not making connections or small talk or, you know, I can't tell you the end of the essay because you really just have to read it because it's so, I mean, it's so important, but the personal story is about a kid he meets in a hospital hospital. and how he's always terrified to Google him. Because he doesn't know what happened to him. Because he's terrified to find out if he lived or died. I mean, and the essay is just, it's so stunning. But I think for the high school kids, I mean, that's all they do the second they meet somebody. They're on their Instagram, their Snapchat, and they're, you know, they know everything about their life. And it's such an interesting, I just, I, I find it genius i mean it's just brilliant it's my favorite and it's super short which i think makes it very easy for them to see the style and see the because there are some of them that are a little bit longer yes and so the longer ones are a little bit i think my students had a little bit harder time with the longer ones just because they were trying to fill whereas john green is obviously you know, older than a high school student, he doesn't have to fill because he has these experiences. Right. Whereas our kids, you know, they don't have those experiences yet. So they were trying to backfill some of the longer ones. 
But I will say, when I first did this, the first year I did this, which wasn't last year, I guess, was the first year I did this with my AP kids. And I have never read better writing than what I got from them in that instance. Second half of last year and then my kids. So I've done it twice now with my kids. And I'll be honest, the first time I did it, I had a hard time because even trying to explain to them what you want is kind of challenging. And they were my guinea pigs and they kind of worked through it with me. But my kids this year when we did it, I mean, those reflective essays were stunning. Yeah. They really were. I sat at my computer and cried reading like yeah. three quarters of them. But I think you could, you, it doesn't even have to be as big as that. But the book no, itself is so No, but it was just so way that No, I just mean like for like a, an, a, a huge assignment. Oh, right. The book itself is so genius. You could use it for... Anything. Oh, quick writes and journal entries and mentor texts for so many of our standards. Right. Or even just like mini reflections. Yeah. Like here's a little passage, reflect. Here's a little passage, reflect. And then relate it to yourself. I mean, for creative writing, it's... It is. It's 10 out of 10. fantastic. For AP, it's pretty fantastic too. I mean, I use it for 151, but I mean, I don't teach like a sophomore English class anymore. But if I did, I would totally pull some of the like more digestible essays... Like Super Googling American strangers girl. is insanely digestible. Yes, and if it you're is. looking for a, a good mentor text, I think that's a great one because it, the structure is so easy for them to identify. They can really understand what's going on. But I would 100% use that in a lower level, lower grade English class without even batting an eye. Right. And even the ones where he talks about like his favorite songs, his favorite movie, like, like, some of them are much deeper than maybe our kids, but then again, maybe not, um, depending on what our children have I gone through. I feel like through, we never know how much we can right, push them until... I've gone through yeah. it this time. So, But that's something like your favorite song, your favorite movie. Why is it your favorite movie? Why is it your favorite song? So again, super yeah. relatable, even for you know a ninth, 10th grade classroom. 100%. I mean, I think if you don't have it as an ELA teacher, it's definitely something to grab as just sort of a supplement to what we do. But I know I use it for reflective essays. You use it for college essays and creative writing. But it was just something that was sparked when we were talking last week. And we thought, what better way to start talking about mentor text than by talking about this one? Yeah. And it's John Green. So everybody knows and loves. Loves. John Green. (laughs) Loves. Well, my coffee's empty. How about yours? It is. Empty as, as is myself on a Friday afternoon. Thank you so much for sitting and hanging out with us. This was Relaxing with Coffee. I am Rebecca Decker. And I'm Bridget Petrula. And we'll see you next time.